This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This is Peter and Tricia welcoming you today to Great News and God's Views, a half-hour weekly broadcast on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Today's worship theme, God makes himself known to us in three persons – Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Wisdom and Christ. Who really is Lady Wisdom? The virtuous incarnation of common sense? The whimsical bridge between secular Near Eastern wisdom writings in Egypt and elsewhere, and the good news of Jesus Christ, the Word incarnate? How we look at the images in the book of Proverbs is determined by our theological perspective in Proverbs 8, there's a beautiful picture of Lady Wisdom. We read from Proverbs 8, beginning at verse 1. Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of high places, by the way in the places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in of the doors. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. The Beckoning of Wisdom In verses 1 to 4 of this chapter, wisdom takes a familiar place and role as the guardian of the way of peace and meaning in life. She stands beckoning to men to turn from the paths of error and set their feet again on the solid way. She stands squarely in competition with the way of the world, with the delights and snares of the city. She stands where the paths converge from village, meadow, wood and city. She also stands where the adulterous woman, her cultivated competitor, also waits and beckons. While a philosophic view contrasts in this passage the values of moderation and reason versus the life of indulgence, as Christians we bring a Christocentric mindset. Wisdom in her beckoning becomes the still small voice of the Holy Spirit, calling to every man, convicting and convincing and leading to the fullness of life in Jesus Christ. Wisdom's Relation to God and Creation Verses 22 through 29, which we read now, stress the priority of the creation of wisdom. We read from Proverbs 8, verse 22. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or whatever the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet ye had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest parts of the dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, 
when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the waters should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth. Then I was by him, as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth, and my delights were with the sons of men. The first creative act of God was the creation of wisdom. From everlasting, from the earliest times, when there were no depths, before the hills was I brought forth. This is an echo of the inspired recording of the beginning of the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. As one writer put it, when anything that ever had beginning was, the Word was. Wisdom's part in creation. Verse 30 gives a vision of wisdom's present in the creation of the universe and even having a hand in it. When God established the heavens, made firm the skies, fixed the springs of the deep, set the boundaries of the seas and marked the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him and was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Wisdom is a master craftsman, creating this world and apparently doing it in the way which delighted God the Father and filled Lady Wisdom with rejoicing. The Christian eye sees here the presence and role of Jesus, pre-existing Son of the Father, co-equal in the Trinity. All things were made by him, and without him not was not anything made that was made. Jesus was not merely a village carpenter in Nazareth. He is the architect of the universe. And there is a hint of the delight and rejoicing of verse 30 in the statement of Paul in Colossians, in which he tells us that all things in this universe were made through Christ, made for Christ, and in him all things hold together. And as God in this passage in Proverbs is said to delight in wisdom's presence and creative work, so we are told in the Gospels that at several points in the earthly pilgrimage of Jesus, his baptism, transfiguration, and so on, he is affirmed and pleasing to the Father. Wisdom delights in the sons of men. Wisdom is said to delight in the created world, this good creation of God. But even more amazing and important for the spiritual victory of mankind, the wisdom of God is said in verse 31 to delight and take pleasure in the sons of men. So we hear the underlying gospel that Jesus, the eternal Son of God, delighted not only in perfect creation, not only in the first man as he was created. Jesus, our wisdom and our righteousness and our sanctification and our redemption, delights in fallen humanity. He sees not only what we are, but also what we can become through the sacrifice he made for us on the cross. So Jesus came not only preaching, but also delighting in you and me. You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Our first music today, Blessed Assurance. Fanny Crosby is heralded as one of the world's most prolific and talented hymn composers. Blind from shortly after birth, she nevertheless wrote 8,000 hymns. She was visiting her friend Phoebe Knapp at the Knapp House was having a large pipe organ installed. 
The organ was incomplete, so Mrs. Knapp, using the piano, played a new melody she'd just composed. When Knapp asked Crosby, what do you think the tune says? Crosby replied, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. The hymn appeared in July 1873.
It's often claimed that evolution is simply change over time. And since change over time can be seen everywhere, then evolution is obviously true. But highly qualified creation scientists say there is much more to it than that. For evolution to have turned particles into people, simple change over time is not enough. A special kind of change is needed, that is, naturally occurring change that adds new genetic instructions. No one has seen this special kind of change happen. Darwin's finches, peppered moths and adapting bacteria are all examples of naturally occurring change, but not one of them shows the addition of new genetic instructions. Not one of them writes any brand new genetic code specifying how to make some new complex feature, such as feathers for lizards, for example. And since codes and programs cannot write themselves, there must have been a designer for all living things. To find out more from Creation Ministries International, visit our website, creation.com. For copyright reasons, we can no longer broadcast from the Unshackled series. These are recreations of true stories of how people from differing backgrounds with different problems such as drugs, alcohol or living on the streets have come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and so come to salvation. They are, however, available to be downloaded by googling Unshackled and following the prompts. The views expressed in this broadcast are founded on the Word of God and are those of great news and God's views, not necessarily those of Free FM 89.0 independent community media. You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 independent community media. We continue with Rejoice the Lord is King by Charles Wesley. Rejoice the Lord is King. Written by Charles Wesley, who was born in 1707, graduating from Christ Church, Oxford. He took orders and proceeded with his brother John to Georgia, being employed as missionaries of the Society for the Promotion of the Gospel. He returned to England in 1736. For many years, he and his brother preached the gospel. To Charles has been justly assigned the appellation, the Bard of Methodism. His prominence in hymn writing may be judged from the fact that the Wesleyan hymn book, 623 of the 770 hymns, were written by him. Rejoice the Lord is King.
Joy along the freeway of life. Paul used a Greek word that means rejoice. He believes that Christians need to be reverent some of the time, but at times they simply need to rejoice, to be joyful along the freeway of the Christian life. We read from Romans chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Rejoice among the freeway of life with peace in God. Our world understands little about peace. Since World War II, the world community has waged over a hundred wars. Nothing in life is more elusive than the state of peace. Violent crime increases yearly, while child and spousal abuse cripples and kills more annually. Murder among all ages is up, but the murder of children by children multiplies rapidly. Christians talk about peace, but many have never discovered the certainty of God's perfect peace in their lives. Lloyd Ogilvy relates a wonderful story about a piccolo player who was the most consistent orchestra member getting ready for a grand performance. Week after week, for months, this piccolo player attended all the rehearsals and followed the guidance of the conductor. One day the maestro wanted to publicly acknowledge the piccolo player's faithfulness to rehearsals. He wanted the rest of the musicians to follow the piccolo player's example. The conductor had the man stand and began a lengthy plays for his orchestra member. Finally the piccolo player raised his hand and replied, Sir, I want you to know I can't make the performance, but I'm here at all the rehearsals just to make up for it. Ogilvy commented, I know how many piccolo player Christians who are at all the rehearsals but won't show up at the performance. They've not discovered the reality of God's peace in their lives. There are still walls in their hearts. What roadblocks are along your freeway to peace? Unconfessed sin, shattered dreams of success, loss of purpose, despair, doubt, fear, hatred, prejudice or loneliness? Paul says we don't have to live like that because God's deep peace through Jesus Christ brings salvation, direction, hope, certainty, knowledge, love and companionship. Rejoice along the freeway of life with salvation from God. Salvation comes only through Jesus Christ. The Lord offers his own sinless life as a substitute for all sinners. Why did he die? So that believers may have eternal life with God. The reality that Jesus brings salvation to those who repent so that they are treated as though they had never sinned is the central theme of Paul and all New Testament writers. Salvation is not simply an extension of life, but a quality of life. God's desire is that we allow him to save us. At Tunbridge, England, there's a monument erected in memory of a group of gypsies. Thirty gypsies were coming home one late afternoon after working in the fields, driving rapidly and carelessly on their wagons. 
As they were singing and laughing, the horses bolted, and the wagon crashed through the railings, throwing all into the river. One young gypsy seized a horse drifting downstream, and once remounted, watched anxiously for his mother. After a while he saw her and went to rescue her, but she struggled in such a way that he was unable to save her. When the gypsies were buried, that young man threw himself around his mother's coffin and in blood-curdling screams cried, Mother, I tried to save you. I did all that a man could do, but you wouldn't let me. Jesus offers salvation to everyone, but not all will be saved because they refuse the lifeline he's thrown to them. Don't miss the peace and joy Jesus offers today. Rejoice along the freeway of life with the Holy Spirit. At Pentecost, God poured out his Spirit through the risen Christ. The outpouring filled the disciples with divine love and sent them into the streets of Jerusalem to preach Jesus. Later, he sent them into the uttermost parts of the planet to tell about Jesus. He still empowers and cleanses his people with divine love to tell the world about Jesus. To be entirely by this agape love, we must be willing to be possessed by the Spirit. William Greathouse writes, Peace, joy, hope and love, the true fruit of the Spirit, fill the hearts of those who have been justified by faith. The guilty past has been cancelled, the glory of the future is assured, here and now the presence and power of the Holy Spirit secure to us all the grace we need to endure trial to resist evil and to live as those who wear the beautiful name of Christ. May the joy of God travel with you on the freeway of life. Our next music, O Love That Wilt Not Let Me Go, written by George Matheson who became blind at 20 years of age in 1862 and went on to become a Scottish minister and hymn writer. Queen Victoria invited him to preach at Balmoral and had one of his sermons published. O Love That Will Not Let Me Go Vain, 
Thank you for joining us today for great news and God's views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We invite you to listen in every Sunday for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity, highlighting preaching of the Word, classic song hymns and spiritual songs. We use only the King James Bible, the authorised version. 89.0 is live-streamed from freefm.org.nz or TuneIn and now on Amazon Echo devices using the FreeFM89 Alexa skill. We would love to hear your comments on this show. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.